Welcome back to the Brothers Woods Podcast. Uh, as always, we got myself, Josh, my brother, Jared, and new brother, Emmett, into the mix. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird because Emmett's black. That's what makes it weird. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that, though. I mean it as part of the brothers. You almost said Nubian brother, too. Right? <laughs> uh, that's great. Um, anyways, I'm a staple man. It's like the core crew now, so and then we just have one other random guest. But we don't have that guest today. Uh, we've been gone for a month or two because of you know vacation and then having to deal with some other stuff and whatnot. But we're back. And there start- wasn't much to do. Honestly. Yeah, there, w- there wasn't much to do. Or whatever. Over the Christmas break, but you're right, yeah. Um, but we're, we're back. Uh, starting with Black Panther. Probably soon we're also going to do Alter Carbon on Netflix, which if you haven't seen it, you should definitely go check it the fuck out. Yes. Because it is super good and somehow marketed absolutely horribly like no one seems to be talking that much about like you'll see a few things here and everyone i've talked to either mediocrely likes it or fucking loves it like that's the only two things i've heard so yeah definitely check that out we're gonna be doing one on that over the next week or two as well and probably a wrinkle in time because that's kind of fantasy like so i'll probably be done with doing that too soon which i think comes out in a week or two yeah so uh yeah that's the future but let's get right into uh black panther and our thoughts we'll start with a little mini review as always and then jump into the the guts, the spoilers, and what we think for the future. Uh, yeah, so let's start off. Emmett, what would you uh, think of Black Panther? A little quickie review, no spoilers. Uh, thought it was an amazing movie. I give it a at least 9, 9 out of 10. Uh, Hell yeah. <laughs> give it 9 out of 10 and see the future for Marvel being very, very bright. Like, Hell no yeah. darkness in it at all. <laughs> because for this movie, it was like... It was like, it wasn't about if it was going to be good or not. Everybody knew it was going to be good, but it was just about how good it was going to be. And it came out pretty damn good. So Yeah, props to Marvel right now. Uh, I think I told Josh this after we let maybe you later, but it was just like, it's good. But then again, all Marvel movie lately's have been really way better than the older, like they feel better than the older movies anyways. I mean, yeah. I haven't like watched them back to back, but they feel like just another level up. Exactly. You, you see the progression of them getting better. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like the, the yeah, the Marvel team has just been like, okay, let's let's turn it up to 11. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, yeah, we were definitely talking about this in regards to like Thor Ragnarok and whatnot and how, and we were talking about in regards to Justice League, which actually wasn't that bad of a movie. Like it wasn't great, but I mean, we gave it, I think most of us gave it an eight or a seven out of it, 10. Yeah. yeah. And, and it was almost, we were saying back then was like, it was like what Marvel started off with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was good, <laughs> yeah. but it was like Marvel just moved to the next level, yeah, and you're just getting here. Yeah, and they're exactly. just getting here as Marvel moves on to exactly. fucking 11 you're, out of 10. You're getting the standard exactly. blockbuster. Exactly. Marvel's moving to, like, excellent blockbuster. <laughs> yeah, basically, Just League just came to being the Avengers, while Marvel has already had the Civil War. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody that came together, been the team, and then broke up now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, it's like they're catching up. They're, well, they're not catching up. They're just everything happening. They're so far behind. Yeah, that's the thing. They're so far behind. They just got to do their own thing, man. That's that's the. Key. I think that's it. Which like, it might be. I I saw some reviews or some people talking about it, and they've hired some new showrunner, and I, they actually just fired Joss Whedon off of Batgirl like a week ago. Damn. So I mean, I don't know if it's a good thing. Joss Whedon's always been pretty good as a director, of film, but I guess people didn't like uh, he the direction some... he took in Justice League, like yeah. some of the jokes he made in it, which were clearly jokes he did. He wrote in. Yeah. So I don't know. I remember hearing about that. I think it was tied to the Me Too thing, though. I don't remember what not really. people are said about Josh Whedon, but it was something where they were like, "Should you really be in charge of this?" And he was like, "Yeah." yeah I, mean, I guess maybe being it's a Batgirl thing, which also I've also heard some rumors about them possibly doing 
um, like a f- whole female cast or something, like a Black Widow movie, and then they're going to have like Black Widow and maybe She-Hulk and and uh, some others in there. So I don't know if they'll do that, though. But uh, back to Black Panther. Avengers. <laughs> that will be interesting, though. F- Avengers. Avengers. Um, yeah, so I mean, that'd be cool. Call me Marvel. Uh, as long as, you know, but, like, oh, and actually, another thing we should also talk about in the near future, we'll also be doing Jessica Jones, I'm assuming, which starts next week. But oh, I've seen some early damn. things for that, and they were like, it's really, so far, it looks really, really good. But uh, the one person I saw was a female talking about it. She got to see the first five hours. She's just like, it might be too much females in it, though. Like, they're going a little too far. Like, like characters that might could be a man or something. She was saying, like, you don't have to make every character, like, every side character. Like, there's just no males at all in that. Yeah. <laughs> Except for uh, Malcolm. It's like the only male. Him and some other guy. You know what? Uh, I'm not going to get into I'm not yeah. even going to. Well, this, again, this is a me. I haven't, I haven't even seen it. I was about to move into to, um, to, to Luke Cage second season. I'm kind of looking forward to see what they do with it. And I was like, I don't need. Why are we talking about this? We're That's talking true. about true. Black Let's Panther. Let's get back on Black Panther, which was a, for me was a fantastic fucking movie. I went in like Emmett said, knowing it was going to be good. It was going to be great probably. How good was it going to be with you know the, the whole movement around it? Like where people are going to be over you know, th- you know, like saying it's better than it actually was, and I don't think for the most part they did. I think it was fucking awesome. Uh, I de- nine out of ten, nine out, maybe nine and a half out of ten. It's in my top probably three like origin movie, yeah, Marvel things. Um, so it's it's definitely super up there for for me. I I fucking loved it. I loved the villain. I love actually I love both villains. Yeah. Um, they were really really fucking. You could see where they're coming from, even if you don't agree with. And for the moment, you shouldn't agree <laughs> with their methods. But if you're agreeing with their methods, that's a problem. But uh, <laughs> you can definitely see where they're coming from. Though, yeah. Uh, especially with uh, Killmonger. And so the villains were awesome. And then also, like, shout out to uh, Michonne. I can't ever remember her actual name, which I feel bad about. But whatever. She was by far my favorite character in the in the movie. Like, her and Winston Dukes, uh, those two were my favorite characters in the whole movie. They were just fucking awesome. I don't know if I'd say she was my favorite character, but I, every time she was on screen, I was like, she is so badass. Yeah. She's so <laughs> yes, cool. She's so like, cool. She, she's like, pull out a fucking spear and they'll like spear card. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, it, it was awesome. Um, and uh, I, I, I probably feel uh, you guys 9 out of 10. Maybe like 8 out of 10. 8 and a half out of 10. Uh, probably 9 out of 10. Like, it definitely wasn't a perfect movie no, for yeah, me. It, it had some flaws. It had flaws. Um. And and I kind of excuse some of those flaws like we were talking about, we'll get into, but it was mostly just down to how does it stack up with the other Marvel movies, like, or just other superhero properties in general. And I like things a lot like Guardians of the Galaxy that don't take themselves too seriously, and Deadpool obviously killed it, at least to my opinion. It did exactly what it needed to do, like, 100%, I Agreed, guess. Yeah. If you know what I mean, like... Like a tone and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. They exactly. pick a theme and they stick to it. And I think they did exactly uh, just everything they needed to do. And so it's sort of like just a few minor things that bring it down, really. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's just really good besides that. It's definitely, if you like Marvel in any way, you should see this movie. There's no yeah. question about oh, that. Sure. And, yeah, and if there were people in that movie that went against like the general tone of it, you would expect a character in that position to go to have that type of personality and demeanor yeah. in that it, sense. You get what I'm it, saying? It definitely made sense for the like for it the would. light for the because so it's a very serious movie and a lot of tonal seriousness. Yeah. 
But then they have some humor. It's a Marvel movie. They're gonna yeah. have some humor. But it's made at the right times by the right character. Matter of exactly. fact, right. It doesn't like not and not to jump back into this, but like uh, Star Wars. The last Star Wars came out. How they had an, almost too many jokes at certain times that didn't yeah. make sense. Right. This one, like, it did it perfectly. It was it kept the seriousness, the tonalness of it, where it's like, oh, we're serious. This is real serious business. But then they made their jokes at the right time and by the right characters. Yeah, okay, like Shuri, obviously very playful. So she's yeah, gonna make jokes. Exactly. Her, her brother's the king and she's the smartest one there, so she's cocky a lot and stuff like that. Just like how Tony is. You get what I'm saying? Tony yeah. Tony knows he's the smartest one. That's why he's that's why he acts the way he acts. He knows there's nobody in the room actually better than him. So Hell yeah. One thing I didn't actually like, and might throw some Is it spoily? No. Okay. Um but you know, later we'll get into the after credit scenes. Um and I have a theory on one of them, but I also heard in a video today or yesterday that Shuri might be like 16 or supposed to be 16. She looked kind of young. I didn't think she was that young, but I might throw, I some, didn't think she was that I young might throw some shit into my uh, my theory that I was telling you about yet the other day, Jared. Yeah, that'd be pretty weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But, you know, we'll still go into it. Maybe she's not supposed to be 16. You know how, like, they age them up in movies a lot of times? True. You'll see it all the time where, like, you'll in the comic, they're like 14. But in the movie, they'll play them as, like, they're, like, you know, 20. Yeah. Like, not yeah. even just, like, the character looks 20 like they literally just moved their age up to 20 because it makes more sense for an audience and the things they're going to do so yeah. it's not you know creepy so sure. maybe they aged her up a little bit because she she did look young but she didn't look 16 young in the movie she probably obviously was, the actress playing her is probably like mid-20s or something she, yeah she probably was 18 and i could say t'challa was probably like 20 you think yeah. they were that young i think they're older than that. i think t'challa's like 28 i think yeah I, I still think he's like somewhere in his 20s he's still because he still seems so unsure about himself you get know what i'm saying yeah throughout the movie. I mean, so true. i feel like if you were like at least in your mid-20s, you have some more confidence about yourself and what you're doing. But the way he just seemed, like, unsure at times, it made me think, like, he was at least, like, in his early 20s at least. Yeah, I mean, I'm 28. I got zero confidence in my ability. <laughs> 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 uh, but anyways, besides that, the movie was fantastic. If you haven't seen it yet, go see it. Make it break another record because it's been breaking records for days, uh, which is awesome, you know. That's a uh, fucking dope, and it deserves it. It's a really good movie. Any other thoughts before we get into, like, the spoilers, no, no. Awesome movie. Go fucking check it out. We're going to start getting into spoilers now, so if you don't want to be spoiled, you should go. Uh, yeah, and so the first thing to jump into, let's talk about the fashion of the movie. Right. I was actually going to talk about costuming and stuff before, but I was like, eh, whatever, I'll wait for it till we get around to it. Uh, costuming and set design and just the... I don't know artistry. I don't know what what you would call it, like the 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 art theme of the movie, like yeah. you know, like that that future Afrofuturism stuff. So cool! I love it. It's always the coolest thing. Yeah. I don't know when that started, but it's it's like the coolest thing every time it happens. It's this well, weird I mean, mix. It's in the comic. That's how it is in the comics. Yeah, yeah. Supposedly, obviously, I haven't read them, but that's how it is in the comics. It's uh. I forget who it was, but I saw a thing they were talking about. Some guy came in and just made the Black Panther comics just fucking cool as shit. Yeah. Because <laughs> they were like didn't really know what to do with the character or something. So they just made the culture, everything, just cool as you can make it. Just cool as cool could be. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, the Afrofuturism well, is fucking awesome. It's cool and it looks cool is what yeah. I'm saying. And I think one of the reasons that makes it look so cool because you know that 
they actually have the ability and technology to do like so much more. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody, because they have the technology like to make everybody in the city like have hoverboards or flying book packs and stuff like that. But now nah, they still keep it like tamed down. Like everybody still yeah, walks yeah, it's and like ride traditional. bicycles. Like have like feed pets, their own pets and stuff like that in a sense. And I also like the fact that even though they're so technology, so technological advanced, they still like keep their weapons and stuff basic to a sense where you have to have skill to use it. Because how advanced they are, everybody can actually be running around with a gun. And it's, you know what I'm saying? Like a gun of the Yeah, sense. yeah, but instead they have yeah, like spears. Spears and swords <laughs> and claws, stuff that you have to have skill to use because they have a gun. You technically don't have no, have no skill to use it to kill somebody. But when you have like a spear or sword, you have to have like good skill like to kill somebody and not hurt yourself at the same time. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. It that's what they. That's what the whole thing. It's like traditional stuff mixed with uh, like high tech, and it's exactly. it's super cool to see it. It's it, it's like that the the shield guys. You know when they have the they have like the the weird uh, cloth. What I don't know what that's called. Like a like yeah, a shawl. And it turns into like a photon shield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have like shawls, and then they can like turn them into a shield or something. That was amazing. That's yeah. cool well, as they, hell. They just adapt culture and then also mix with the technology which is always really cool to see anytime you read like a fantasy book and you see a culture that's developed but then the technology that might be similar technology to your our own but the way they develop it because how the culture weighs influence on the technology is fantastic and it is the same here super fucking dope all the buildings look like futuristic as fuck but they also have that like wakandan culture you know kind of stuff on there like colors and and uh and other whatnot things. Yeah, I thought it was like just a cool thing to have like this like kingdom and old timely vibe just mixed with this futuristic technology and stuff like that and just see how it progresses and see how they overall just still keep to their traditions instead of just giving in to this technology and letting it fl- influence them too much in a sense. So it's fucking dope. Let's uh talk about the beginning of the movie in South Korea. Or let's just talk about the beginning when and uh, in, in relation to uh, claws. Okay, yeah, I was like, that's not that's where the not... movie started, was it? Well, I guess it initially started with him out in the jungle. Yeah, like, or I guess it starts. Actually, it doesn't start. It starts with him going okay, to so save yeah. Suri. I think. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, not Suri. Um, um, Lapita. Uh, what's her? What's her name in the show? I don't remember. Um, it's his like ex girlfriend. Yeah, his ex girlfriend and soon to be queen. S- Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, not soon, but their ex-girlfriend, I mean, they might be soon to be at the end. By the end, I yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the end, he's but like, you, you you're going like to He's about to be like right then. So I guess he's got to be announced because it takes place right after Civil War when his father just died. So now he's got to get the rights to be king. And so that actually brings us right into like something that's really dope. So he, he starts off, does this cool little technology thing. I love him and his relationship with Michonne. I also love him and his relationship with uh, Shuri. Uh, but because like right at the, the beginning, it's like, it starts off in the plane, and she's like, don't freeze. And he's like, I never freeze. <laughs> I never freeze. <laughs> that was actually freeze. good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, he, you know, he does this thing. He gets down there and freezes. So they're all, they all clearly, like, know each other and very playful. They're, they're all friends, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he's king or becoming king. Uh, Michonne's character is, like, the royal king's guard of the, you know, she's the top of the line of the king's yeah. guard. But it's clear that they've had a relationship for a long time. And same with, you know, a character we'll also kind of get into, which is um, uh, Coolio's character. What's his name? Oh, Wakabi. Is that his name? The Wak- guy with the rhinos? Yeah, I think it's Wakabi. That's his, something uh, like that. He just played in Get Out. I can't think of his name. Yeah. I'm so bad with names. Um, 
But yeah, and so his character had, at, at the beginning, which, you know, we'll get into why this gives some issues for me and Jared at least. But uh, him and his buddy, like, they're, they're clearly been growing up together and like, they're like best friends. Um, yeah, they, they really imply that they're like all, all of those people grew up together and are, are good friends. Exactly. They, re- they really, especially between the get out guy and. I think uh, Daniel Coolio. Exactly. Yeah, I mean that's his real name. Yeah, that's okay. his real name. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Between him, between him and uh, T'Challa, it's definitely like, hey man, you know we've been we've been best friends forever, so it's cool. Exactly. Like they do that uh, that they have that conversation early in the movie, which will lead to some like, what are you doing, yeah. later? So, anyways, but, uh, jumps down, uses cool technology, beats the fucking shit out of some like slave traders or something like that. I yeah, guess that's what they like are, that. like human traffickers or something. Uh, and they're like trafficking people. And uh, he beats your ass. He freezes, of course. Uh, and it's fucking dope, man. That's the first action scene. There was a lot of complaints. Like, there wasn't a lot of action scene. And I guess there wasn't. But I still kind of liked I felt like there was enough. It, minus the last fighting scene, I had problems with that, which we'll get into. But I love the next part we're going to get into, which is the tribal fights. When, yeah. when he's fighting for king. So, like, he gets her, so he wants her to be there. So, when he gets enough king, then become, to become king... They have this like ritual spot over a waterfall. You gotta, you know, go there to fight and whatnot, or you know, be you could be challenged, or you could just be like ushered in. But like someone can challenge you from the five royal tribes, and uh, so yeah, they do this. Just the the culture stuff is so dope in this. Like when they do like the dance thing they're doing, yeah, that shit was dope. Man. I, I, I was telling Jared if you were sitting next to us in the theater, you would have saw me over there just. Oh. Oh, like exactly. I was getting it, bro. I was exactly. like, man, this it's is just dope. it's just so cultured. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, so it was super dope. Everyone doing all their things. No one wants to challenge him. Everybody's cool. They all like T'Challa. They liked his father, you know. So no one's gonna challenge him or whatever. And then comes in Winston Duke, the man with the plan. He's gonna challenge him. This is like so. The other four tribes they kind of explained at the beginning. They don't have. Uh, they've all been living together. But then there's a fifth tribe, Winston Duke's tribe, which. Uh, I, you know, I guess their 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 animal spirit they're, is they're like the, the white ape people, or yeah, yeah. something like yeah. that. And they live up in the mountains, yeah. like the so cold. they kind of they're kind of with Wakanda and part of Wakanda, but not really with them. Although I think they still have some technology themselves. I mean, they were living yeah. in some crazy cool locations. Like, yeah, you kind of have to have technology to it live. Just, in, I feel like it's just probably that he didn't like his event that he didn't like his father's rule, so he just probably stayed someone that's like really off of Wakanda. Yeah, like away from him. And then when it was time to challenge, because at the end of the day, it's like. They still allowed him to challenge, so oh, yeah, he must have some well, significant value. Well, he's in there. part of one of the like the original backstory. That I guess you actually missed that part. Oh yeah, because you beginning. were getting popcorn for Scott. Yes. Yeah, uh, it's this cool, cool thing where it's like basically the the origin story for Wakanda is there was this area where you know the vibranium vibranium was or whatever, and there were like five tribes fighting over the for dominance, and then one dude found the fruit, you know that fruit that makes them like, uh-huh. um, Black you know, Panther. Black Panther essentially. He found that. And ate it, and then just like reunited the whole people into the like one Wakandan tribe. So there's like five tribes that make up the nation of Wakanda, essentially. And so four of them were like, "All right, cool, we'll be ruled by you, Black Panther." Uh, but then Winston Duke's tribe, the Gorilla Dudes, they were like, "Nah, we're not down with that." So they went up into the mountain. That's why they live up in the mountain. Okay. But they still obviously are a part of it. The, like they, they, I guess I they still they, accepted the rule. They were just like, "We're not really cool with this, so we're just gonna live up in the mountain." I don't know if yeah, that's like, true. They respect it, but they I, won't follow. I, it. I didn't really get that. I felt like they all just every tribe got like a piece of land essentially. Or they got like their own territory. 
mean, and, he said it in the backstory that they didn't accept it. And that's why. They oh, did. really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's what they. Literally I, don't, said I didn't remember that, that part. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, that guy's character. The important thing here is that he like doesn't agree with how, uh, how the Wakandans. I mean, how uh, T'Challa and his father have ruled. Well, really, his, like his father's policy of like isolationism. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't like that. He wants to go out and like conquer the world. Yeah. Well, I don't, did he say he wants to conquer? I believe just... so. He wanted to rule. Okay. He, well, yeah. He just wanted to be strong and powerful, and whatnot. He wanted uh, to be like the most powerful so, yeah. nation. So he yeah. he challenges T'Challa in this tribal fight, which literally is my favorite. His and and then when Michael B. Jordan and him fight later, my two favorite fight scenes and probably the two best fight scenes in the movie. And they're like, I guess they did say that. it's not that many, but the ones they have are really dope. Yeah. So him and Winston Duke fight. I think it's just they're very personal. I think they're very personal fights. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think that's why uh, they don't seem like there's a lot of fight scenes. They're just like really personal, cool ones, but they're not extravagant, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. It was real personable, but I felt edginess to them. Like, they're fighting on the edge of a waterfall, and even though you know T'Challa's not going to die or lose, or you feel like you know that, I felt like normally a lot of times you see in a fight scene, you're like, you know, oh, that's cool. But in this one, I, I thoroughly felt like, oh, shit. T'Challa's getting his fucking face beat in. What yeah, the he got, fuck yeah, is going on? Yeah, he was on? getting beat. Yeah, he was, like, he, it was beat. super serious. And then it was also cool, cool how T'Challa won where he, you know, he realized he ain't going to beat Winston Duke in a damn fist-to-fist fight. Winston yeah. Duke's a giant fucking dude beating his ass. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he he pulls out some, like, fucking, um, like, jiu-jitsu and, like, puts him in a fucking submission hold and whatnot, and that's how he wins, which I thought was also really dope. To, it shows how smart T'Challa is. In combat as well, even though he gets his ass beat by Michael B. Jordan, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. But in the fact that, like, he, he knew after a couple of seconds, like, okay, hold up, fuck, this ain't working. Let me try a different method. And he's yeah. clearly been trained in other methods. So, uh, which actually, I guess, that is one thing that didn't really have in here. They didn't really have, like, a Wakandan fight style, like, which I think was cool. You mean, like, a certain fight style just for them? Yeah, yeah. They kind of just had, like, they used, like, their own weapons, but in reality, it was just normal it was no specific fight style, which I'm kind of cool with. Yeah. Because, like, they tried to do some fight style things and other things recently that kind of look foolish and not realistic. So I'm kind of glad they just yeah. went with normal fight styles. Yeah. And I like how when he was fighting him and he even had him in submission, he told him to yield because he didn't want to kill him. Yeah. Like, he told him, like, your people need you. You're a strong leader and stuff like that. Because he still, he had no hard feelings against the man, even though he challenged him and then, and did, like, insult him in a sense because you did say you want him to be your king he couldn't even save his own father and stuff like that and even though you said all that to him he still didn't want to kill you because any day it was like you could either win the contest either by submitting or getting killed and he had him submission hill where he could easily just throw him over the waterfall but he decided to like make him submit he wanted him to submit he told him like submit because i don't want you to die don't he's like don't make me kill you like he wanted you to live so you could still be with your people because he knew that y'all was like a strong tribe and stuff like that yeah even there they were so on the edge like uh t'challa was hanging half over the waterfall when he yeah was he really was yeah. i think that's why like partially why it was so edged for me because like even when he was getting up in my head i was like this winston dude's about to punch him off the fucking waterfall i thought he was gonna do that too. dude i was like the whole time like i was like oh <laughs> yeah um, yeah, so it was fucking dope, and I get the mutual respect, and clearly uh, Winston and his character have that respect for the throne and the traditions, too, yeah. which is something I think that, that was separates important. him from him and Michael B. Jordan. See, that's the reason that I but. didn't understand the thing where you said they rejected the Wakanda, or the, the whole thing, because I, I felt that that character in particular was very respectful of the traditions, 
and the whole nation. He he was respectful of the whole idea of Wakanda. He just didn't like T'Challa's well, he didn't like T'Challa's dad's way of ruling, or he didn't like their well, policies. He they, thought they, they were weak. Been ostracized for like he literally says at one point that T'Challa's father T'Chaka. And previously, but the kings before that down the family line have they haven't even been seen in centuries in like guerrilla territory. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that where you so said like, like no, nobody, no, no Wakandan king has even come here for like. So I, like ever. I said, I think they're part of the Wakandans. They definitely are, but they just chose to live not under that? like direct rule. You know what I mean? It's kind of like I'm trying to think of a country that would be like technically in this country. It, it would be like. I guess you could say maybe something like China and North Korea or something. Yeah. Not to compare Winston Church or Winston Duke's tribe to North Korea because fuck North Korea. But just in the fact that like technically they're like China kind of like owns them, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I th- and the, they kind of backed them up. So like if someone was to come attack Winston's thing, I, the Wakandas would back them up, you know, just like it would happen in real life with that situation. But they're still their own people you know yeah so kind of like that you know what i'm saying and i always i know what you're saying but i I don't think it's a good analogy (laughs) yeah because yeah i think that's that's definitely a different relationship than what you're talking about but i think i know what you mean i can't think of a one that really makes a ton of sense either and i I mean the only thing that type of character too like i think it's just like the type of thing where it's like he respects the traditions he agrees with them and stuff like that he just didn't want to challenge his father to rule. He he wanted well, his throne to got, be on. Yeah. And I think that's all it is. He just wants to be on the throne because at the end of the day, it's like he still came down there and challenged him in a way you were supposed to challenge. It wasn't like a sense of like he was just always trying to attack. His tribe was always yeah. trying to attack him, the kingdom or the throne of like that. No, they just stayed off to the sides. Like okay, you can't find whatever. We respect the tradition and we respect the law, but we we still don't want to be around you and stuff. But we still gonna let you have the throne because you want it fair and square. And I feel like that's the type of character he is. And I always like those type of characters. Doesn't that really doesn't really like the main character? But they but he respect what he's doing. He's gonna follow what he says because yeah, like, yeah. he's in charge for a certain. Well, reason. see, that's why I had respect for that character because that's how I saw him. Where he was like, he he believed in the system and he believed in the the like the Wakanda nation. Yeah, he just thought that the current leader was weak essentially, and he was trying to depose him in the way that they're supposed to be deposed. Like yeah. it made a lot of sense. I did. I didn't realize that that tribe had been ostracized. Well, ostracized. I had realized, but not like like you're saying that they didn't even like they like rejected rule, which is kind of I don't know if they rejected weird the for rule, someone to because respect traditions. A, well, they're obviously respecting traditions. So I don't know if they rejected rule if they just chose not to live directly under. You know what I mean? That's yeah, what I that's what like. I was trying to give the China one. Like I'm sure. Again, it's like a really shitty analogy, but I'm sure Kim Jong fuckface uh, like respects China's leaders. You know what I mean? And like, if China called them in to be like, again, it's not perfect, but like, if China called them in and be like, you need to come fucking atone for this shit real quick, or come have a meeting with us, they're gonna have that meeting. You know what I mean? They're still gonna respect him in that de- degree, but they're still their own thing. So it's kind of like that. Like, it's again, it's not, it's not perfect. It's a really shitty analogy, but I can't think of one. But my point is that they still live under them, and they're part of the nation of Wakanda. It, they're just like, we're gonna be off on our own. Go yeah. fuck yourself. I mean, that's what it was. If someone you know wants to tweet at me, they can tell me if it's a little more deeper than that. I don't know sp- the specifics completely. I feel like that's how it was. That's how it was. Like they respected tradition, they respected the system. It's just that they didn't agree with the leader, so they decided just to stay off. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Because if like if they were actually ostracized and stuff like that, or not meant to be there, they wouldn't have allowed him to challenge him at all. 
Yeah. So yeah. they still were. They still had to be a part of Wakanda to a certain degree. Definitely. Yeah. Moving on from there, though, he wins. Uh, the gorilla dudes go back to their place, and uh, he gets he you know gets um inaugurated as king. And then shortly thereafter, uh, this is where we kind of move into the South Korea phase. They hear uh, Claus is in South Korea and he's making some deal for some vibranium. And right before this is where we meet Michael B. Jordan's character and, and Claus. They steal some vibranium from like a museum, which I actually found the scene in general pretty cool. I kind of liked how Claus like killed him and then like he lets the last guy go or whatever. <laughs> like, well, but he doesn't well, actually. He doesn't, he shoots no. him back And he's like, ah, to make us look. Well, I didn't like that part. He was like, uh, yeah, I'll do that to make us look uh, he said he unprofessional. It d- makes them look like amateurs, amateurs because but then I was they're like, spread out. On, bro. You're shooting, coming with a silencer and shit. You're not looking like an amateur, period. I, just, I think he should have just been like, I just like fucking with people. That's kind of something he should have said there maybe. Yeah. <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. Like, I mean, it, he had throughout see, the movie. It would probably seem more in line with his character where he was just like, it was it was for fun. I did it for fun. Yeah, because that's like his character is at this point. It kind of is just him just being like, yeah. I don't know. It's a lot of fun. Like I like to, I like to do that. Yeah, I like to do bad things. It's cool. I mean, it's nice to see um, Andy Serkis play something without. You well, know. he still has the arm. So yeah, I mean, he still has the arm. But I mean, like he, I'm just saying, like he can do some good acting too. Almost was like, he was, yeah, for me, it was almost Jokerish, like like you know the Joker. Like in, I can see, I can really see. Yeah, that. right. Like he's really like fucking around with people and just like it was very Jokerish for me, and I, I really liked that. A lot of people didn't, or some some people said they didn't like his character. But for I me, thought he was good, but he wasn't. He definitely, I wouldn't really want him as a main villain. Well, I agree, and that's why he's yeah. not the main villain. Exactly. But I like him as like that little partial villain. You know, he's yeah. good as like a petty villain. Yeah, he's like yeah. a petty guy who just he's very yeah. he's like very simplistic. He's just like. I don't know. He's just like a ridiculous guy who's just living it up. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I can see that. He's, it's like the part later when they ask him like about his mix mixtape, and he brings in like entourage, entourage, and he's like, "I'm not here to listen to your mixtape." Or he's like, "What are you trying to sell sell a mixtape or something?" He's like, "Yeah, anybody got the SoundCloud link to to give this guy?" You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's just, where I, that's where I definitely saw that little he, Joker thing. Yeah, but he right. it didn't feel like he was even joking. He was literally just like, "Yeah, we're doing that." Like, <laughs> That's how I, I felt about it. I thought it was his character was dope. Um, I just thought he was like a petty guy who was just really, he was just having fun doing the stuff. Well, it was fun. I don't, I don't know why I'd call him petty. I would definitely call him petty. He did not care about really anything. Well, does that make? I, that's not make you petty. That's not what petty is. Yeah, yeah. It's like small minded. Like all he cared about were just essentially material things. And I th- it's hard to describe. I think he would just face feeling. If anything, he would just. Psychopathic. If no, it's definitely psychopath. I just the whole pettiness doesn't ring with me because there's a lot of easier ways to fuck around and get money. You don't like if he knows about Wakanda and he knows exactly the 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 links they'll go for vibranium, the links they'll go to keep that shit quiet, and how much they hate him. As we were, I was just about to get into was the fact that he the reason they're coming there is because he's trying to sell vibranium and because they hate Claus because he snuck into um, Wakanda. Wakanda and and f- uh, blew up a bunch of people. Uh, also, Daniel uh, Coolio's uh, parents, and that's why Daniel Coolio's character fucking hates Claus. Yes, um, let's call him Rhino Guy. Okay, Rhino Guy. Rhino. Thank guy. you. I mean, he might. I think he said he knows his name. I don't know what his name was. A, I think it was Wakabi. Wakabi. All right. Yeah. So that's why Wakabi hates. Yes, Rhino Guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he hates him. So, but you know, if he was gonna be like petty, like you were saying, or whatever, like he would just steal like gold or diamonds. Like, I don't. I don't think so. He's, he's fucking with the. He wrong operates people, on he his. Knows that he knows he, exactly what he's getting into. He operates on his mo- his, his base. Feelings and one of those is that he doesn't like the Wakandan people. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, my point exactly. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just purely he does it because he doesn't like the Wakandan people, so he fucks with them. Well, like, he's not, sure. like, trying to take the Wakandans down for the good of humanity or or anything like that. He just doesn't like them. <laughs> he just doesn't like them because they fucked with him and took his arm and shit like that. I can see that. Not as you explain it like that. Like, I think, I think he's all about... It's, you know, like even. I said, I think petty is exactly how it is because it's just like he's about his most basis, base feelings is how he operates. The most base things is what he wants. He just wants material things and he just wants to fuck with people or fuck with Wakandans specifically. Yeah. I don't think he has any uh, anything higher goal than that. I don't think that. he wants material things at all. I think he loves having material things. You see him like ride around with an entourage in a fucking limo. <laughs> like... He's flaunting his wealth for no reason other than to just flaunt his wealth. I, I do I agree. Think he just wants I, I agree to be like a it. joker, like because again, like just like the stupid thing when he has a vibranium and he meets him in the casino, which we're getting into next in South Korea, the casino, the illegal casino, or whatever. He like doesn't package it in like a suitcase, and he makes a joke about not having a suitcase, and he just has it like in his fucking crotch, and he just like pulls that thing out from. I'm not saying he isn't also kind of crazy and like a psychopath. I'm just saying he's a petty one. Whereas the Joker, you can kind of see where the where Joker is like a result of like a serious mental health issue, and he's like the opposite. He's basically becomes the anti Batman just out, you know, because of, of whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, I'll agree with you on that. Like, you can see Joker has a lot of going on for him. I think, anyways, when it comes to how how he just wants to kill the Batman, but he doesn't want to kill the Batman. He's just like playing with them. And it's all about chaos and all this stuff for him. Exactly. And that's but the thing about it. Claus doesn't feel like he wants chaos for the sake of chaos. He feels like he's just a chaotic person. And that's why everything he does is crazy. But <laughs> that's not why he's doing it. I don't know how. Maybe okay. I can't well, describe it. But Go ahead. Yeah, because that's all I was about to say. I was about to say, because at least with Joker, it's like, because Joker's whole motivation with Batman is just to prove that anybody can be a murderer. Exactly. So he's trying to, he's trying to like, if anything, he's trying to prove a point. Whereas just for Claus, it's like he's trying to like, if he doesn't like the Wakanda, he's just trying to get even with him. So he's trying to like okay, yeah, yeah, sell like, this material that's to what the, I'm saying. sell this material to the government. They're gonna be like, okay, now where did all this material come from? So next question is, where where did it come from? How do we go get more? So that's gonna put the government on Wakanda's track. Yeah, I mean, I agree with y'all on that aspect. Depending this in terms of his hatred for Wakanda and he's fucking with Wakanda, I just don't think like in the regards of like material things. Like, yeah, he has that whole entourage, and sure, he likes to have that or whatever. But it's not for that. That's just like an aspect of that. That's protection. Like that, it wasn't a. I don't think that that whole thing was to show off. I think that was just for protection. You know what I mean? Like there wasn't like it wasn't like he drove up in five Lamborghinis. He was close. He drove them in like five fucking SUVs. Yeah. It was just some black SUVs. Some yeah. Standard edition black SUVs. <laughs> but it, it was some big SUVs on that little tiny little road. <laughs> big ass SUV, like, like jet black SUVs. Like <laughs> you see that? You see someone color art bad guy movies? You see? <laughs> you see anybody drive up with that? That guy's baller. He's got a ton of money. Exactly. Yeah, there ain't I'm nobody not, who's dude. doing that. I, I disagree with you. I think on he that. does like the flaunt though. He does like. I the think flaunt. he's all about flaunt. I think you put it right, where Joker is all about, like, trying to prove a point, and he's all about trying to prove that the world is chaos, exactly. and that you, and he's just, accept it, anything can happen, anyone can be anything, and I don't think this guy has any, any prior thought other than just, like, he doesn't like Wakandans, and he, and he likes to show off his wealth and get rich and stuff, I think he's like a petty theft, I don't dislike that, though, I think that's great, because I think those people exist, Yeah, <laughs> and Klaus is a, a great campy guy who exists for that reason yeah anyways moving into it 
they're meeting at the claws. Call them claws. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Sorry. And he's like, uh, we're moving at the casino in South Korea where the transition's going down. It turns out, um, you know, T'Challa shows up with his uh, entourage, which is uh, Michonne, T'Challa, and um, Lapita. And so they show up, and then they when they get there, look who's there. He was introduced in Winter Soldier. It's um uh, I don't remember his name, but the Hobbit, <laughs> Martin Freeman. Yeah. Martin Freeman. Yeah. yeah, I don't I don't actually remember his name. Agent, agent, agent whatever. He was kind of he was he was for me very memorable in the movie. Yeah, um, but not his name. Like I nobody's name was really mem- memorable. To me. Yeah, they weren't like <laughs> yeah. on a camera all the time. It was weird. I'm just Ow. really shitty with names. But either way, he's there. He's the he's the buyer, and it's he's representing the U.S. government, I guess, and buying. Yeah. It. But he's really trying to catch Claus as well, because uh, you know and everyone hates him. And then uh, you know Claus or Klaus, whatever his name is, shows up, and uh, you know action ensues. There's another action scene, which this one was super dope in my opinion. I really like this one. We we first start off where. We, I love the way we have Michonne, who, you know, the the royal soldiers or whatever, they're all bald, but she's wearing a wig to fit in. Yeah. And so she gets made, uh, you know, pretty close to right off the bat for, I don't even know why. It doesn't explain it, which I guess doesn't need to be explained, but she's made or whatever. Dude's like trying to get her. I think she just wants to fight anyway. She's like, fuck it. She takes her wig, throws it in dude, homeboy's yeah. face, yo, <laughs> and just starts fucking whipping ass. I don't know where the fuck she pulled that spear out from, but that bitch came out of somewhere. She, there was like. Bro- some piece of jewelry she had that just turns into a spear. Yeah, uh, probably so. Which you know, vibranium. They and use he, that for everything in this he, movie. <laughs> and he probably made her because she she was speaking to him over the. She was speaking to T'Challa or his ex girlfriend. She was speaking to one of them. I think she was speaking to him through the earpiece. Yeah. Or they had, and she was speaking in Wakanda. And I think the bodyguard probably recognized that. Uh, if anything, true, true, true. Oh, maybe you're right. Um, yeah. So it gets found out. Starts the fight scene, and this is where I fell in love with Michonne. Right here, or at least it yeah. tends to follow him. Oh my god, yo, she fucking her fight scenes her were fight amazing. So good, and specifically the one moment was she starts fighting. She throws the wig, which was awesome. That was hilarious. Uh, she's kicking ass with her spear and shit, and then she like kicks a dude over the balcony, and then like fucking. There's like an anime dive after him or some shit. Like she like jumps off the thing. She's wearing like a red dress and it like floods. She looks like like a rose flying through the air with her spear. You know? <laughs> the graphics on that imagery right there were amazing, man. Yeah. Like how she came down, it was just so clean and cut nicely, man. Yeah, which is really good because there's are other pieces in here that I didn't like in terms of directorial shots. Yeah, uh, and this one though was fucking fantastic. Like. Later, when we every, almost every time you see them in Wakanda, it's like they're on the same fucking street. Like it's the same thing. It's super close up. So I don't know if there's like a budget issue there or something. But it seemed like like they'll show Wakanda from a big picture. It looks really dope. But then when they zoom in, it's just like really up in their face and close. Yeah, they don't do like medium level shots where yeah, you see so, some of the environment yeah, and the people. So I yeah. kind of had an issue with that. But in this scene, the the camera work was dope. The the view, the artistic view, like when, again when she's jumping, she looks like a fucking rose with a spear. Yeah, it looked like cameraman was like on the line with her, and they just yeah, jumped at the yeah, same yeah. time. <laughs> it was super dope. Like, exactly. I, was, I literally was like, I think I'm in love. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Michelle was so dope. Um, she starts kicking, kicking ass. T'Challa, he he ain't doing shit. <laughs> At this point, he's gambling. He's like, I'm on a roll. So <laughs> he he doesn't seem like he's as good as a fighter as like 
almost any of the other Wakandans. Mark, I mean, weird. he's been trained to be a lot, uh, if, you know, yeah. a fighter, but also yeah. like a, a prince and more of anything. Yeah. 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 Whereas someone like Michonne is almost completely just a warrior. Well, Michonne yeah. is just straight up the, the most badass warrior. I mean, I think yeah, they even yeah. say it. I think they're even like, you're the well, bad. Yeah, she's the general. Out she's, of the royal the, guard, she definitely is. Yeah, she's the general of the whole like, army. In the Wakanda, though, I think is what they say. I think yeah, they're literally just like, she's the best. Out of the royal guards, they're the best in general. She's the best out of them. Exactly. That's why her sense would just, that's why her loyalty for the throne was so strong. To a later scene when it was asking her to like, you Leave know, but her, yeah. yeah, but she was like, no, I like, I, I serve whoever sits in the chair. I love, I love, I love Some that. Some people scene. didn't like that. I that would that made complete sense. For exactly, her like, I think that's it made her sense. whole identity. Yeah. Exactly, is, you know, this royal guard, like she's gonna stay. And obviously, at a point, she realizes, like, all right, you know, at the end, Michael was just like, you're just f- fucking evil, bro. All right, I, yeah. I have to digress now. But well, plus, yeah, she, and, she has the the excuse she needs to do that because. Fucking oh, T'Challa's not dead. The, yeah, because T'Challa's not dead. So technically, Michael B. Jordan isn't king. Yeah. But and it's also at the same. Yes, that's true. But at the same time, like you can see her still serving someone like that because she can like still agree. She probably at the end they still agree to that. Agree to what he's saying to some degree. Maybe not completely, but she's like if you can understand where the person's coming from, that can be enough for you to follow them. You get what I'm saying? Oh hell yeah! Um, he like wasn't it, completely mad. Her like, loyalty would. To Wakanda was awesome. Yeah. Um, and just to get into it even more, like, we'll just kind of talk about Michonne for a second or two. As we go through it, like, you see that? Her fights in there, she's fucking dope. She's awesome. Her banter with T'Challa is awesome. Um, then we just talked about her not leaving and she's going to stay with the throne, which, again, makes super dope sense to me. And then even at the end, when she... Uh, when she just, was going to kiss her husband? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so her really husband cool. or her love interest is um, the rhino dude. And, like, so he's fucked up. We'll get him in a second, but he's – fuck him. Um, but she's, like, literally about to fight him, and he's like, are you going to kill me? And she's like, for Wakanda, I will fuck you up. Yeah. Like, you are done. I'll kill you in a heartbeat. And I f- that was another one of my favorite scenes in the movie, man, or at least for her. Like, she just stays true to her motivation. You know, It's all about her and protecting the throne and Wakanda. Yeah. And, like – She's not going to let even the love of her life or, or whatever, you know, if yeah. it's the love, whatever. They're together. I don't know. Who knows how serious it is? She knows. Well, they don't get that I think they're a husband and wife because when him and T'Challa was talking together at the little rhino farm and they both, like, pulled her up on a little, like, watch um, hologram. Yeah, yeah. She's like, my love. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I feel like that. I, I mean, mean you I, might, I, I would say that on the third date. I feel like I feel like they were, I feel like they were husband and wife because the way he, they were just saying my love. I feel like that's something that you would really yeah. say as husband and wife. True, all the true. Time. Um, but yeah, uh, but I love how she was just like, I mean, for Wakanda, I'll kill you, man. Like, like no, no, there was no hesitation or nothing. Bro, if you uh, kill your husband, god damn, you, so, you ain't no limit you go to. Yeah, like I said, that's why for me, Michonne. Was probably my favorite character. Definitely yeah. in the top three uh, for the movies. So yeah. Back, or back to the, the fight scene. So we get to her. Like I said, T'Challa, he's gambling or something. He ain't even taking part at this point. He's just doing this thing. Like, <laughs> I just remember seeing him, like, uh, just her, when she first kicked the dude through the fence or through the thing, he falls down and it just, it's like a close up on, uh, on T'Challa. And then you just see the, the, the body fall in the background or whatever. And T'Challa's just like, he just sitting at like a craps table and just like looks over his shoulder like, oh shit, are we fighting right now? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's doing his thing. Um, Lapita, she starts fighting and whatnot. Everybody starts fighting and shit. And then they have this really cool chasing uh, scene. It's really CGI, but eh, whatever. Through South Korea. Yeah. Uh, it was fucking dope, man. Spe- and specifically back to Michonne, man. 
They get yeah, the that car was one of my blown up by this dude by, by Klaus's arm. And I think you're gonna say what I was gonna say, so I'll let you say it. I, my favorite, one of my favorite scenes with Michonne was uh, now I'm calling her Michonne is when she throws the spear through a van onto the ground, and then the the car runs into the spear. Exactly. I was like. But I just love that because she gets on top of the car and I'm like, what the fuck is she about to do? You know what I mean? She's so good, right? And that was one of my favorite scenes because it's like, even in some action modes, when you see the, when you see the main, when you see one of the characters do something like that, you always see that kind of like fear in their eyes from doing it. Yeah, yeah. Because it's still like a really scary situation. She did not. But she had no fear in her eyes. Like the car was literally being shot at by bullets and she got on top of the roof. And chuck the spear like it was a fucking football. <laughs> I know, man. <laughs> right through the window, it hits the front. She gave no bucks. See, when me using logic, I'm thinking they're going to run over the spear. But the spear stops them completely in their tracks. See, that's what I was like. What <laughs> yeah, it was dope. And then the scene I was going to get, so that scene. And then Klaus gets a good shot off with his fucking hand cannon vibranium arm. Uh, and blows really up right. their car. The mining device, which is crazy. Why not use it as a weapon? <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think they do in their spears, actually. Oh, yeah, you're thing. right. I think they do. Um, but, uh, yeah, blows up the car, and then, you know, she's flying through the fucking air. And I love how it shows, like, how much that spear, though, is, like, a part of her. You know, because, like, she's reaching. That's where you see a little bit of fear in her eyes. Like, you see just a tad bit where she's like, oh, shit, I have to get my spear, or I'm going to fucking, I'm going to be hurt from this fall. Yeah. But, bro, once she gets that spear, man, she's like, she hits it through a fucking piece of metal <laughs> and skis on that bitch. Like, I've, I've been skiing the slopes of Everest. Don't come at me. And uh, the girl just still holding the steering wheel. <laughs> <Yeah. her steering. laughs> Which assembly would not happen in Exactly. Yeah, well, that was, like, was hilarious. I, thought, I was thinking that she was dead, and they're just going <laughs> and they're gonna make some more motivation for T'Challa or some anger, but when I saw her come down and I was like oh okay <laughs> that was the most unbelievable most ridiculous part right I, was like, <laughs> I could, I well, could sustain my belief for a lot of things I'll say that's the second most okay uh, the first we could go in oh. goddamn rhinos at the end. <laughs> I, I, that was one of my least favorite parts about the movie that was one unbelievable that, I just think it was ridiculous <laughs> what do you mean unbelievable that literally came out of nowhere under the ground did they dig there underground like, maybe they were cloaked but they, they even showed them just coming out of like <laughs> under the plane that just crashed, I, I, and then on top of that, the, what, what, what is vibranium controlling their fucking minds? He to just be trained them really so well. He I, just trained I, I think what made it so funny was that when he when T'Challa saw him do what he was about to do, <laughs> he, he was like, "No, like it was like, no, <laughs> like it was about to be rhino, <laughs> like, it was, yeah, like it was like, gonna be serious." <laughs> Fucking rhinos coming like oh that was one part oh of this movie God. where I was like, all right, you fucked up. With that it's just one. ridiculous. Like I, I like the whole you know traditional stuff with with futuristic stuff. That was like the step too far when they were yeah. just like, <laughs> was the right, step too rhinos far. with armor. Let's do it. Unless you told us at the beginning with uh, with Daniel Coolio that the dude could like speak to fucking rhinos like in his mind or something. Yeah. With- He's like, check out this translator I got. It talks to rhinos. Yeah, unless it was something like you kind of showcased at I the don't- beginning with that. Like, it just comes out of nowhere. Exactly. The rhinos don't make sense. They're just running people of yeah. rhinos with what exactly. vibranium armor on. Yeah, T'Challa would made it clear that I'm the Black Panther and he's the white rhino we could have made us all better. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I'm not mad at the him like being able to trade rhinos. It's just funny as hell to me that he's using them as a weapon. Yeah. It just that, Well, I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then the fact that they just literally came out of nowhere. I don't know if they're mold digging rhinos or something, <laughs> but they literally came from under the plane. So that was creepy as hell and didn't make sense. But like, cause like other things, like when they use the, what we were talking about earlier, they're like 
their shawls as like a shield and it makes like a force field. Right. That was really cool. That, that kind was of cool. technology mixed with tradition is really cool. The runner thing was too fucking far. They were just coming through bulldozing people too, man. It was just so fun. That took like a half a point off for me <laughs> right there. That's why I'll probably give this a 9 out of 10. That character. I'll take a half a point off for that and I'll take a half a point off for the character in general. That character was problematic <laughs> for me because like we were talking about earlier, he's introduced as sort of like me and T'Challa. We've been friends forever. The person who's your bodyguard is the love of my life. Everybody, everybody, let's do it. We're all friends. And then, like, on a pin drop, that dude changes sides. I mean, he's literally yeah. like, catch Klaus for me. He's like, you got it. I'm going to catch Claus. Whatever I'm saying. I don't know. Uh, he's, he's like, catch him. And then T'Challa comes back. He's like, he slipped away. And he's like, he slipped away? And then the guy who's responsible for him getting away shows up with the dead Claus and is like, Oh yeah, I'll I'll give my loyalty to you, stranger. Yeah. Even though you're gonna go against and try and kill who seems to be his best friend. It's it's crazy. Like Yeah, yeah I agree that I agree. Extremely lacking. I agree with that. I wish for anything it would have been like something like he was still like just mad at T'Challa for not bringing him back. He would have did something like really simple, but it would have turned out in a bad way, you know what I'm saying? And then it, it could have like been like, okay, he just was really angry. And he just did something like really simple and stupid just to get a little revenge, but then turned into something big. Yeah. And that could have been like more understandable than just for him to just go like full traitor. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I was thinking really what they should have just done is have the guy who was the sort of traitor would be the ape guy. Because the ape guy wanted to take over anyways. But, That's his name, by the way. Yeah. And he, uh, and he, he respected tradition, so he wasn't going to take over. But then all of a sudden, this guy who has royal blood in him should have the chance to take over. Like, tradition, like that, that works within the legal system, essentially. So, it felt like it was, if, if Killmonger would have went to the ape guy first, I think the ape guy would have been like, yeah, let's do it. I'm, I'm definitely here for you. I don't know. Because uh, their personalities, I, like, I, feel like like, were, I feel like they would have clashed. They liked it. They, they had a very similar idea of what to do. I mean, sort of, the ape guy wanted to conquer, essentially, and then the Killmonger just wanted genocide, but. Again, I think the ape dude really just wanted to be on top. You know what I mean? So, like, he came, like, I see what you're saying with that. I think I, I remember I him agree. saying. But, well, I mean, you, you, you might be right in that, that regard, but what I'm saying is, that's like two alphas. In the same space, like they're not yeah. gonna get along. They're gonna that's kill they, each other. Exactly, because you saw Killmonger well, was just like dropping them like flies when he was like about to go to Wakanda. You know, when he yeah. was, when he betrayed Claw. I, but yeah. I, I think it has to do with how you look at the ape guy. Because I look at him as a guy who he he doesn't respect what T'Challa's decisions or his dad really is really what I'm talking about. But essentially, he doesn't respect how they're they're leading and ruling, right? Yeah. <laughs> like talking to people two people looking at their phones like oh, i'll wait i'll yeah. wait <laughs> he, he respects the traditions and the system he just doesn't like that they're the ones ruling that's but what i'm saying so it makes sense to me that if a guy came along who had the same ideas as him he would support that guy alpha or not like it doesn't matter it's because it's ideals that guy is about the ideals he's not he doesn't want to rule for the sake of ruling i don't think no, he was willing to die for like his either way, ideals. <laughs> either way, true. We can agree that Daniel Coolio's character is a fucking bitch. I think you mean? Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, it might be David. I don't know what it is. Coolio is his last name. I thought you were right. talking about Ryan Coogler, and I was like, no, no, no. Uh, he did a fantastic job, though. Fuck the director for the most part did a really, really fantastic job. Like I said, there was those few scenes where again, I don't know if like they ran out of budget or, or whatever CGI. But they were like super close up shots. They always showed like the same fucking street in, in Wakanda like over and over again. Like every time they went back to Wakanda, it's like, all right, we're on the same street in Wakanda. 
Um, but for the most part, it was really, really well done uh, shot-wise and whatnot. Uh, let's talk about Winston Duke's character, M'Baku, which we're kind of already. Did. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> which we're But I just want to say, for me, he's probably my second favorite character in the uh, show, as I was kind of saying it first uh, bit of this. Uh, he's fucking hilarious. Yeah. And the, he, not only is he, but again, he's another one of those where I see where he's coming from. Like you, like you're over there trying to twist maybe his motivation, maybe not, whatever. It's, it's besides, it's not what twist, whatever. But my point is you see his loyalties are to his tribe and to Wakanda as a whole. You know what I mean? Like even yeah. if what you're saying is true, it's all, it's still about Wakanda and respect. So like when T'Challa gets his ass beat by Killmonger and that, tribal fight scene or whatever you know he gets taken up there and instead of like dude could have just been like you know uh i don't like you anyways bitch and just finished off t'challa but instead he like picks him he's like you know i owe you a debt you saved my life by not killing me in the challenge you know I'll respect exactly. and, and, and that's something i really like with characters who have that kind of moral ground and he shows it here and then on top of that he's fucking hilarious anytime like he comes on the scene he scene he kind of like steals the show and a lot of characters do it killmonger steals the show when he comes on the scene Michonne steals the show say all of them they steal the show steal the scene and he's the same way man he's hilarious he's just they're like talking and he's like oh, you all done yet yeah <laughs> so yeah, yeah. stupid shit but uh, yeah, if you think about it, he actually saved his life twice in that moment. For the same fact, like, he saved him by putting him in the ice and stuff. And they were about to take him out. His mom and his sister, they were about to oh, take yeah. him out the ice and take him, trying to take him back to the lab. He was like, all right, you can do that if you want to, but he ain't going to do nothing but die on you on the way back there. So, see, they were going to end up killing him, too. If he, They were going to still end up killing him if he didn't say nothing to them. Yeah, yeah, I really, really like the care. And then they, they did kind of do this whole, uh, you know, T'Challa's uh, like, we need your army. And he's like, no, I'm not bringing him the army. And I was like... At the time, I was like, all right, that's cool, I guess. But then I was like, come on now. We know you're bringing that damn army. We've seen the trailer. <laughs> we see you in the trailer. Exactly. At the fight. <laughs> so I was like, what the fuck? Just say, yeah, all right, I'm coming, but I'm going to come a little delayed. Yeah. <laughs> like, so that, kind of, that part kind of annoyed me a little bit because just like I said, you see it in the trailer, him at the fight scene. So I'm like, I mean, we are, you're, just telling, you're just playing games with us. Right. But uh, obviously, that's not the character's fault. He was fucking dope. Yeah. M'Baku. I like his name. I like him. He's <laughs> got a cool uh, name. I think I think I got it. Here's how I would have had the series of events go down. Uh, Killmonger goes to Ape Guy. Mm-hmm. Ape Guy is like, we're alike, or we have we have similar views. You're like a strong leader that can challenge uh, T'Challa. Goes with him, and then after that happens, realizes that Unlike him, like his loyalties are to Wakanda as a whole. Like he wants to go out and, and not maybe maybe be a conqueror, but be like a strong nation essentially. And so his but his loyalties lie with Wakanda. He comes to realize that Killmonger's has no loyalties to Wakanda at all. He just almost wants like to just destroy societies and shit like that. Yeah, and so once he realizes that, <laughs> once he realizes that, then he joins T'Challa again. You see, and he betrays Killmonger at the end. Yeah, I can because see I think that storyline would have made a lot more sense in my mind, and that character would have would have still been the same character, I think. But because the only character that really just does not add up to me is fucking the guy who yeah. betrays T'Challa. But I think if they would have had it go that way, it would have made a lot more sense. Yeah, I will say this: I agree with, agree with you wholeheartedly on that guy's characters, but it does give you someone to hate. Even more than damn uh, Killmonger. And that's one of the things with this movie is, like, it's hard to hate Killmonger. You know, like, his motivations are 
reasonable. Reasonable. Like, I tell you what, though, I agree with you that Killmonger is one of those guys that you're like, you see where he's coming from, and you can understand him. And I think that's what makes him one of the. He's. We've talked about this. Like, who are the best Marvel villains? Pretty much him and, and then it's Loki. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard. It's there's there's not like a lot of ones that are more than just a one dimensional bad guy. Yeah, and he's one of the big one of the top dudes. But at the same time, a lot of people. I saw some things where people were like, you know, I really I didn't care about T'Challa at all. I really I wanted Killmonger to win, and I was like, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. He wanted genocide. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. If you can get <laughs> like, behind his reasons, but you got to understand, like, he's promoting genocide. By the way, you can't you can't fall if you're falling completely for him. You know, you're also in the wrong. You know yeah, I, mean? I thought it was crazy how people were like, I kind of wanted him to win over T'Challa. I was like, T'Challa at the end grows and becomes the guy who reaches out and tries to help people, but without the genocidal aspect, he <laughs> yeah. does the right thing like 100. percent can, how can you disagree with that? Yeah. It's crazy. Well, I was Kim, like, yeah, the type of guys Killmonger, yeah, type of guy Killmonger is as the bad guys. Like, it's always the best bad guys. Guys, you can understand to a certain degree. You can like, you can kind of see yourself following him, but you see where he com- he's coming from. from. Yeah, you see where he come from. But when he does things, it's just like it's too much. Yeah, yeah. yeah he he doesn't care about. I saw something before I mean, that's like he's a psychopath. He too. doesn't care yeah. about what comes after. I saw yeah. someone talk about that. Like the whole scene with him burning the 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 fruits and and then like how how he plans about going about this stuff he doesn't care about what happens after he's just about like now yeah, yeah right like right said, he's then. a psychopath bro he's all about just killing and again you see where he's coming from now's a good time i guess getting to killmonger because obviously he's a very pivotal role in this movie michael b jordan is a fantastic job but you see where he's coming from but he just takes it way like like T'Challa, like like you were just saying, man. Like he does by the end of it, his character growth in this movie is essentially the real because that he Michael starts, B. Jordan is right. He's just going about it the wrong well, way. Well that that's like the main theme of this is that essentially the whole real underlying theme is what should Wakanda do because or with their power. Because like his father wanted to have Wakanda be isolationist, right? Then his girlfriend wants Wakanda to reach out, have a reach out program essentially. And help people, and then Killmonger comes in, wanted to like just use their power to kill stuff, and then you have the ape guy who wants to use the power to become the most powerful nation. Everybody has a different opinion about what to do, and T'Challa is just stuck in the middle at at the beginning. I mean, yeah. he doesn't know what he he should do. Yeah, and then by the end, he he sort of decides and and rolls with like the essentially his girlfriend's idea, which is I think clearly the right one. But <laughs> yeah. It is scary though, this, like you said, to see comments where they're like, oh, I'm not It was crazy. Like, oh, okay. It was not even like comments, it's like it's articles. Like that Bill people Berger. are writing articles. <laughs> God damn. Well, well, it's like, oh, that's what I'm saying. Like, the people write, you know, that Bill Burger where it's like everybody should have a uh, chloroform rag on them for when they see the crazy. <laughs> talking about Hitler. It's like, everyone sees those Hitler. It's like, if someone would have been there on the subway when Hitler's, I, 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 and they're just like, oh, he's crazy. The guy behind him, it's his responsibility. To take that chloroform rag, knock him out, and take him out. <laughs> take him out, yeah. And, and, uh, and it was like, it's funny. I was like, while reading some of those articles where they were saying that, I was thinking of that joke being like, now who's the guy with the chloroform rag behind that person writing that article that takes him out and like realize like, okay, this might, person might be a little dangerous. <laughs> He's over here advocating genocide. Yeah. And you're being, oh, yeah, you know, genocide sounds like a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I hope, you know, people take the whole picture, you know. Yeah, look at the whole and, movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, all, we're all one thing that's it's, cool. It's hard to talk about it because it's such a movement kind of thing, but yeah, I'll let someone else talk on that. But it's one, a great movie. One thing that's pretty cool 
I don't know if they really stuck to this as much as I wanted to. I can't really remember. You know, we only saw it the one time, and you know, I was pretty tired. So, but I think the soundtrack, specifically, they're like when it's sort of Wakanda stuff or T'Challa stuff. It's like that African music fused with that sort of like hip hop. Well, no, no. Before they get to the hip hop, it's like African music fused with like more traditional uh, Marvel type soundtracks. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And that's when it's doing, like, Wakanda and stuff like that. And then when Killmonger comes in, that's when they bring in the hip-hop. <laughs> yeah. And I love that. It was <laughs> so that cool him? to have, like, when when Killmonger's on screen, you're going to have that, like, standard hip-hop, like, trap beat or something <laughs> exactly. in the background. He's just rolling. He's, it's so, it was, it was, I love it when people use the soundtrack to that effect. Exactly. Um, Agreed. And I, yeah, I definitely noticed a few times where they did that work. Killmarker's like walking in the throne room and it's like playing a hip hop beat. Exactly. God, that's the that, scene we talked about. Exactly. I really like that scene. Go ahead, man. <laughs> <laughs> like his whole demeanor is just it was just crazy. Like you just he you could tell you just somebody from the hood. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like, up, yeah. but just but just look at his man, like you could just tell he was like somebody I mean, from, from the hood and meeting an African, meeting like a true African, you know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. like he was like, he was like, what are you doing here? And he was like, oh, y'all living good in here. This is what I want. It's like, it's like, it's like, excuse me, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Because it was like, it looking at him like, hey, this boy got to be foolish. Like, yeah, like, it was like saying, throw him in prison. And then he, when he asked him who he was, and the other dude said, asked him who he was, and he told him who he was. It's like, this boy has a right to be here, if anything. And that, I was like, that's super fucking great. <laughs> y'all living good up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was like. It's about to be mine. They're like. What? <laughs> uh, and it was for a little bit, man. Uh, you know, when they do the tribal fight scene with uh, him and T'Challa, man, like that we were yeah. talking about, you know, like we were saying earlier, T'Challa, man, he's raised, yeah, he's got skills as a fighter, obviously. He's been trained a lot. But he's also had a lot of other training about being intelligent. And supposedly he's actually really intelligent, by the way, in the comics, I mean, like, but also being Dude, that's like every poised. Yeah. That's true. They're and always like, he's and he's be... the best detective except for Batman. And they, <laughs> they always do that. Um, and if yeah. he was supposed to be raised up more to be a prince than a fighter, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, but then you got... Um, Killmonger. Killmonger, who's like, he's a, like, yeah, we've already said he's a psychopath, sociopath. But he's also a fucking murderer like a kill like he's full-fledged like he's straight warrior man. yeah like he easily is a better fighter than t'challa which and is why i'm glad that t'challa he... doesn't really win even when he wins at the end like he just gets him with the, like a, a trick move essentially like yeah he's, he was getting his fucking ass beat there too yeah <laughs> you know what i mean he yeah. had to use his smarts essentially and be like all right i know this technology i know the the tracks we have down here and how those theoretically work i'm gonna jump down there and try and do this and essentially have to trick into winning Killmonger was a fucking badass. Man, he had all them damn bumps or whatever on him and shit. That was crazy. Like, yeah, they were all over, but he didn't kill like hundreds of people. Yeah. Yeah, he was a super dope villain. I really liked him as a villain. I did too. You know, just remember, he's a villain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, T'Challa's a good guy, goddammit. <laughs> Obviously, that was super dope. Anybody want to talk about that final scene in there other than the goddamn rhinos? Which final scene? The, the oh. part where he brings him to the sunset? Well, yeah, we can talk about that too, actually. But I did want to mention one thing. I don't know if this has been happening in other movies. I mentioned this to Jared the other day, man. What is with the lack of blood? Oh, right. You did say it something about that. It kind of tripped me out. Like, it's specifically the scene where the 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 warrior chick gets her, Michael B. Jordan, slits like, her neck. Yeah. And they don't, like, cut away. Like, they could have did a really good job. That's one of the other cut scenes where I was like, oh, you kind of fucked up there. Because he could have, like, did a cut away, like, to show uh, the, the, the Nia's face. 
and then jump back or whatever. But yeah. they show the full slight sliding of the throat. Yeah, and, and I understand it's PG thirteen, like but you can show a little bit. You know, and, and like so, it's, I understand it's PG thirteen trying to get kids, but you can show a little bit. And like they slit the throat, like that's a fucking artery and some shit. Like that's gonna spray, yo. And so they they slit, and there's no blood at all. Like not even on the ground. Period. Not on the blade. Nothing. I, that one might have been. And every time they like, <laughs> and, and, and it they, they do a lot of suit. those. They do a lot of those where he's like he cuts the back of his leg moves or anything. Yeah, it never shows any. You never see any blood or anything. But that's like, and I'm not mad about awesome. not seeing the blood. I'm, I'm, I'm mostly mad, just. I will admit that one that one particular scene where I noticed it, and I think you're right. I think they just didn't play the camera right because, um, you know, it, if it is a PG-13 movie, don't show someone getting their 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 throat slit. I'm okay with that. You don't have to do that. You can you can work around that and show the reactions and stuff like that. Yeah. If somebody goes like this and then you cut away, we know what just, just happened. Play the sound, you hear it. You know. Yeah. Uh, that and then also kind of along the same thing. Even with Michael B. Jordan, he does get stabbed. You know, there's like no blood on the knife. There's no blood on his face. They take him out to the sunrise, which was a really cool moment. He's like, you know, because he had this flashbacks with his father. Which, by the way, the guy who played his father did a fantastic job yeah. as well. Uh, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'll take you. To, I'll take you to see a Wakandan sunset or whatever. It's the most beautiful sunset in the world. He shows him sunset, but again, I remember distinctly noticing there too. Michael B. Jordan at that point doesn't look like he's a dying man. Like he doesn't look like he has a knife in his fucking side. He's just like like he's not sweating at all or anything. Like I think I think it kind of messed up a little bit there. Yeah. Like to be fair, I did I did tell you this after you told me that, which was to be fair, he was savable. Uh, I think it was clear that it, it was clear that that he was like you know we could we could we could get you some medical I mean, yeah, attention. Like you weren't you're gonna the, die, but the only took if a we bullet don't. in the back. And they saved him with a bead, you know. Yeah, they can save him too. He just got a knife wound. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, by his heart, but <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But either way, I mean, they could have saved him. But my point yeah. is that they can save him. My point is that it's not even the blood there. It's like because at that point, I hadn't even thought of the blood until I thought back on the neck thing. But it was just the fact that he just looks so fresh at that point. Like he, <laughs> I, I mean, like I mean, like as in like he, he had looks just so got, fresh and so clean. <laughs> I mean, but just like he don't look like someone who just was in a goddamn fight scene for a half an hour and also got stabbed in the chest slash heart and is about to die. And he just like looked like he just like got out of the shower, dried up, got everything done and done. And then he's just like looking off into the sunset in the early morning or something like, you know, what I mean, he don't look like somebody who's about to fucking die. Is all yeah. I'm saying. I, I don't remember it. But he was comfortable. Well, so. But he probably was just comfortable with his yeah. death. Already. I mean, those are like nitpicky things. That's yeah, he definitely was. I mean, that was a pretty powerful thing. I think yeah, that he, he for, for a lot of people, when he was like, you know, we could get you medical help, and he's like, nah, fuck that, you know, or what? What was it like? My ancestors had it right when they jumped off the boat, or bury me in the ocean. That's what it was, yeah. right? Bury me in the oceans with my ancestors who jumped off the boat because uh, death is better than bondage. Yeah, I that's like, what like a, that was pretty powerful. <laughs> was, and at the, at first, I mean, Jared talked. I didn't get it because I was like, yeah, he's from like, Wakanda. What do you mean? <laughs> I was like, you, your ancestors weren't on them boats. What do you mean? He's like, what? He explained. Well, I guess his mom. You know, obviously it was. Uh, yeah, and he definitely sees himself as so, a. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I guess that makes sense. But at first, I was like, like I, I was like, man, that's powerful. But then I was like, what? Wait, you're from Wakanda? You weren't on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, you know, it was a really powerful scene, and um, it was fucking dope. I, yeah, and, you know, like, props to Killmonger for, again, being, like, probably the best Marvel villain. I really don't know who I would put over him. Yeah. 
I don't um, think there's anyone out there. I mean, the rest of them are very dement, like a dimensional, you know, like or one side. A lot of people like to say Loki, and I think Loki, Loki is a good one. Is he good, was the but, second, probably for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't have anybody who I was like that was the best villain. You know, pretty much honestly, since Heath Ledger's Joker, I've just been like, you know, whatever. Yeah, saying, we don't <laughs> talk about villains overall. Heath Ledger's Joker still got it. That dude yeah. was insane. It was so awesome. But I, I think I put Killmonger. First in Marvel and probably second overall, to be honest, for, for comic, book. comic book heroes <clears throat> movies. Because uh, maybe Ra's al Ghul, but not really. Even him, like, Killmonger, I think, is still better than him. Yeah, I think so. Ra's al Ghul was cool, but still. <clears throat> Anything else to say about the movie? Any? I'm trying to think. There's some I know. We, we really skipped from, like, yeah, the casino kinda... scene all the way to the end and just started talking about stuff, which yeah. I guess is fine. I mean, it's fine. People should have seen the movie at this point, so we're just talking about shit that bothered us or we really liked, you know. Yeah. Um, I will say the last fight scene, I thought they should have did it differently. I What they have happened is like, <laughs> fucking rhino guy. Um, Killmonger's like, hey, rhino guy, kill that guy. Kill kill your best friend. And he's like, okay, I'll do that. And then all the people who are behind that whole fight turn on Killmonger. And so there's two separate battles going on, essentially. Yeah. What I really thought should have happened was T'Challa, who is like baller as fuck right now, and Killmonger, who's baller as fuck, should probably just have sort of ended up fighting, like, yeah. immediately. Right off the rip. Yeah. Like, yeah. or if, if anything, maybe he would have told the Rhino guy to kill him. Rhino guy goes after him, but T'Challa just sort of, like, knocks him away. <laughs> and then, you know, maybe they keep getting in his way, but he's like, you're not going to stop me. I'm fucking the Black Panther. I, I ate the fruit. Like, get out of my way. <laughs> I ate the fruit. I got the suit. Let's go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I ate the fruit. Got the suit. Um, I think you should have just marched yeah. straight through him. Yeah. Another little quick thing that I really, 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 really loved uh, was... Again, Winston here in this scene, but when Winston and his tribe do show up, oh yeah, I was, oh my I was god, bro. he like picked that man oh, up man. with one he arm, up a full, he picked up a full grown man, <laughs> <laughs> one arm, and then just slings him to the side. I was like, God damn, what is he? <laughs> Did they got fruit up there too? He got some of the black pepper fruit. <laughs> he took a little bit. He's like. When they left, you know, he, she she mixed it up, poured it up to heal T'Challa, man. He took they, what they was left. Exactly. <laughs> Made a shake out of exactly. it. Like, oh, took what was left in the bowl, <laughs> put, his, put his finger in there, and licked it. Yeah, that's a, yeah he was, that was dope as shit. That, that was crazy. the scene you see from the trailer, too. Exactly. You know? uh, that was awesome. Yeah, the movie's fantastic, man. Uh, like I said, go see that movie. Kind of want to get into a little bit about the future for Black Panther. and We'll talk about the extra credit scenes or whatever. And... You know, upcoming his role in uh, Avengers. Avengers. What y'all think on that? Yeah. Um, I guess. So first off, we finally we see Bucky again. Oh, in the after credit scenes, right? <laughs> yeah. So in the well, the, well, the first after credit scene was when they go they go back to the um, they go back to Compton. Compton yeah. Yeah. And, and he they, buys all the uh, the buildings around where <clears throat> where his Killmonger uncle was grew dead up and whatnot. Killed. And uh, yeah, he's starting like the first Wakandan. Um, like national outreach center, you know, and so yes. it was dope. You know, like I said, he's trying to get out there and actually help the world with Wakanda's power. I love the scene right before that where he's at the UN and he's like, "All right, like we're gonna we're gonna come out, we're gonna help you guys." And then, like the one dude from the UN's like, uh, "How are you going to help us?" <laughs> yeah. uh, like some farmers, and then him yeah. and Martin Freeman's character just look at each other. I really wish they wouldn't have cut right there with them looking at each other. I wish they would have went one step further and been like. He like he just like hit his suit on man and just pulled a, a Tony Stark. That he was is. just like boom. I'm the Black Panther. Baby. <laughs> I was talking about it. Like, he was like, I'm, I'm the Black Panther. I feel like I got Tony Stark down. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like they should. He should have just been like, 
we'll see what the few farmers can do. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just like punk them. Just, just be yeah. like, yeah, we'll fucking see. Yeah. Um. So that was dope. And as for moving forward with the Avengers, I actually think so. That obviously, in this next Avengers, but we're expecting to see some deaths. I think Black Panther might become the new Captain America for the Avengers. No, like be cool. so because they're moving into Phase Four now, as we were kind of talking about before. And so they're going to shift some out probably, or maybe they'll be around. So maybe he'll be Iron Man now. He'll be like the new, you know, quote unquote Iron Man. Um, that would make sense, actually. So I think he's going to be, because he's a king, you know, so like he's going to be a leader, leading role. You know what I mean? Like he's not going to come in and be subordinate to nobody else. Yeah. So like he's going to come in. I think he's going to be like the new, like Captain America or Iron Man of the team. Like, especially with Shuri at his back. You well, know, if like we have technology wise, Bucky as the new Captain America and then him as the new Iron Man, Iron Man, essentially. Quote unquote, yeah. Agreed. Which makes a lot of gets sense. gets into the next scene and we'll get into my theory uh but yeah so in the next after credit scene we see bucky's alive uh he's out of cryo he's clearly gotten better sure he's been helping him you know with quote-unquote vibranium which also we didn't really talk about but god damn if they don't use vibranium for everything in this movie man. that's like, yeah that, that's the key what, exactly it's like vibranium can heal your wounds and it got, cause it you already, can do everything. Like, like the metal itself already has so many properties to it yeah i think what they're gonna do to explain that too also on the avengers thing is I think the soul stone might be what helped make vibranium or something. Mm. So the, I think the soul stone is at the bottom of the the meteorite mine shaft. That's interesting. Um, and I think that's why he'll show up at Wakanda in the next movie, uh, Bruce Willis. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you Purple talking about, Bruce, Bruce Willis? Willis? Blue Josh Whedon. That's uh, it. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't think of his name. Yet. But uh, uh, Thanos. I think that's why he'll show up there. And I hope that Thanos might actually awesome. explain why they have so many of those crazy properties besides just being really. Because you know, normally you think about Brandon, it's like, yeah, it's really strong, and you can do. I'm sure you can do crazy things with it. But they do kind of go a little over the top in this movie. With like, exp- like just explaining things away with vibranium, like oh yeah, that's because of vibranium. Oh, that's because of vibranium. Like, <laughs> yeah, like you you act like you got the wand from Bright or something in your yeah. back. Yeah. No, it's, it's like, cool. It, I like the idea that it's not just a really strong thing. It also it just you you can do it. It's like the miracle the miracle material. The, yeah, mir- yeah. the miracle metal. Anyways, because, back to after credit scene. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, after credit scene, Bucky's here. He's back, and they're just looking at you. Know, Bucky's all looking fresh, missing an arm. But fresh, and he's like, I'm better. And him and Shuri are talking, and you got the uh, little dudes with the face paint on, and they're like, and they run off, and they're like, White Wolf, White Wolf. And mm-hmm. so, from the comics, I found out after watching some videos, White Wolf is uh, was a white dude who was adopted by T'Chaka, T'Challa's father, and raised essentially as brothers with T'Challa. And they call it, you know, obviously T'Challa is the Black Panther, and he grows up as like the White Wolf, and it, he like runs their like military department or something like that. So. Obviously, with the kids saying that, probably they're going to combine the two characters and make Bucky... Because, you know, you don't want to call him... I saw someone else saying this as well. And he's like, you don't want to call him the Winter Soldier anymore because he's not the bad dude anymore and he's healed. Right. You know, sure, he's healed him. So now his new name is going to be the White Wolf. With Captain America being done, he might not become Captain America, actually. He might just take a role up in well, when I Black say, Panther's uh, episode two. Yeah, when I said he became the new... When I, whenever I said that he would become the new Captain America, what I really meant was he would take over that role. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, like, there might not be, like, I'm saying I agree with you on that as well. But I'm saying his role might be essentially Black Panther's, like, sidekick or, or brother in arms or whatever. Yeah. In the next Black Panther movie and then in the Avengers. Because, obviously, we see him with the new arm in Avengers yeah. in the trailer. So, uh, yeah, that's where I think he's going to be. And then my other little point to this scene is 
No one sees this. Ain't nobody said shit about this nope. yet. This is fully my theory, and I don't think it's right. And as we said earlier, with Shireen maybe supposedly being 16, it might not work here. But I think them two got something going on, man. Mm. He's been he's been around <laughs> for a while. he's been around for an, a while now. He's like, hold on, hold on. He's been around for a while now. She's been just one on one healing this dude up in the village. They've been living a peaceful little life while he's healing, like looking at the damn ocean. He's got his long hair flowing and shit. And then as she, like, walks away, like, he comes out and he's like, I'm feeling good. And she was like, awesome. She's smiling and shit. She looks a little giddy. And uh, she, like, touches him on the chest. Like, this is some strong body language. Like, I don't know if <laughs> yeah. they planned it out to be look like that. But I feel like they planned it out to look, look like that. Because it's like, if I saw someone do that in real life, you know, if you're not, you know, if you, like, re- kind of get good at, like, kind of looking at people's body language a little bit, you would see that and be like, all right, that person, to touch someone on the chest like that is, like, there's a super big sign of caring for someone and, like, it could Affection. just show that. Yeah. It could just show that, uh, that, like Bucky isn't just like, uh, like a unwanted visitor or something like that. Like he's he's become uh, a big part of the Wakanda. Yeah, like they, like they've accepted him. It, it could, could just be. be to show that they have the intimacy of like family. It definitely could be. I again, I it's just a. 14 second teaser and you, that's only the last two seconds yeah. of it so because it literally cuts right after that it's like she tells him she like touches him on the chest like come on bucky or whatever and walks off i was gonna make fun but of for you. me i was sitting there like for me in the theater i was like oh those two were fucking <laughs> yeah i was gonna yeah. make, make fun of you and say and then what josh saw at the end of that scene when they started making out uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so why did she touch him on the chest like i don't know i didn't even notice just, it I after mean, just literally like about as affectionate as you can get like not like a not like a hit or something. Like literally, it was just like a, like if you were just to be like, like, all right, come on, and then she you know, like hits like just a like a love tab right here, like a little light. And did she like slide her fingers off? Yeah, like yeah. Oh like, yeah, well they dude, might like, do that. Like, like, <laughs> it... like yeah, because it was like this. Like it was like if you see like in a movie or something where you would be like, huh? And then it wasn't just like come on, buddy, or something like that. It was like come on, I got more to show you or something like that. And then just like slides off his chest. Well, she might have been bare naked. Was he No, he wasn't bare naked. But slides off his chest. And then he smiles and she smiles and they walk off. Oh yeah, they definitely got something going on. Because it's thanks like for, if it's uh, off, it's like she she wanted to touch him longer. You know what I'm saying? In a yeah, sense. Thanks for getting up and walking away from the mic to do that, Josh. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. They, yeah, sorry. I'm sure they yeah, heard that entire chest slides off. That's what I said. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it seemed extremely affectionate, affectionate to me. Like it could have been an accident or something, but for me, it looked extremely affectionate. I was like, "Those two are fucking." That's I mean, that was literally my first thought when I saw that. I mean, you can't see it. I mean, not if a, she's take if she's been the one that's been taking care of him all this time. There's no telling how long he's actually been in Wakanda because yes. he could have probably been in Wakanda for a couple of months. Exactly, and she's been the only one that's taking care of him. She just just like started develop feelings for him in a way. Yeah, that you know what time, I'm yeah, for sure, right? Like that could easily happen. I don't know if they'll do it. It might be some other issues with that in the future it might just be really light he might be light yeah you know it could be like jared said like he's because again i think he's taken obviously as the little kids called him the white wolf so he's taken over that role as what would have been her stepbrother essentially yeah. so it could be like jared said and like an affection like he's become part of the family now kind of thing and that's how he's going to transition to be the white wolf quote unquote so you know maybe that's the case i don't know that's just my theory if it comes out i'm right in the future both you guys owe me nothing. Hey, I'm sorry. <laughs> for, uh, you were right. <laughs> yeah, fan theories. You know what I mean? That's yeah. mine. That's my fan theory for this movie and the future. Uh, anything else? Nope. 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 Fantastic movie. You should definitely go check it out. Uh, you said you wanted to talk about his role in the Avengers and the next Black Panther. 
Or well, what? I kind of did the Avengers one. You know, I think he's going to essentially okay. Well, it's good. <clears throat> replace. I think. Well, in this upcoming Avengers movie, it's just going to be essentially them coming, and he's like housing Captain America. He gets him his shield. Get this man to shoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, for some reason, they're fighting there because we see them, and you see the whole Wakandan army. You know, essentially. Uh, I'm again. That's why I kind of have a feeling that Soulstone's there. Like and I see people online saying the same thing, and I, I saw. I think I must have some somewhere because I'm getting this idea, and I don't think it's my own idea. So I must have saw somewhere Dude, someone saying that. that I think Soul we're gonna Stone have might be at, in the vibranium. I think we're gonna have a, a human Paul Bettany, like the Vision. Yeah. Well, I mean, we to some degree for sure. Are we seen that in the trailer? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because I mean, I think he's gonna take a stone. He's gonna turn human, and then that means we're gonna have the guy. Who played that one dude? Who was a machine, then became a demigod, <laughs> and is now back to just a normal. I mean, I mean I'm mostly not back to, but is now a normal. I'm mostly just He's excited like, that we get to see the actor like oh, in a big too. movie. I, fucking oh, love, I love Paul. Bettany, yeah. Yeah. I just remember yeah. him from like that's his name. A Knight's yeah. Tale. He was in a Knight's Tale. He was the um, the like. The, was he in Legion too? Yeah, he, he was. He was the angel. He was the angel. I think oh, it was yeah, Michael. Yeah. He was Michael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He he was also uh, the I guy really who like plays it. the uh, albino guy, uh, and um, uh, the guy who's like always hitting himself. And, uh, uh, Tom Na- Hanks movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Angels is Demon and Demons was the follow up. I think. Yeah, I National Treasure. No, not that. Whatever. The da, da Vinci, Vinci Code. Da Vinci Code. Yeah. Yeah. He was also. You ever seen the movie Priest? Yeah, I saw. Yeah, yeah I saw that. What's yeah. up with him and like? Doing like the priest <laughs> movies, yeah. He's doing tight cast, but he's a fantastic actor. It, yeah, I love that guy. His, his best movie to me was him and Legion because he was supposed to be the angel Michael, yeah. and God cast him out because he didn't go along with God's plan and stuff like that, yeah. and he had to battle against Gabriel and all that. Well, so we first saw amazing. him, at least when I first saw him, pretty sure it was in the Night's it was Tale, the Night's Tale, and he Night's was Tale. fantastic. Night's Tale is one of my favorite movies. My oldest daughter, or whatever, she's named after one of the characters in that movie. Um, <laughs> Jocelyn. So uh, I fucking love that movie. That's where we first saw him. That's where we first really, I think, noticed Heath Ledger as well. And that's why Heath Ledger is such a, like, you know, it's not just him playing the Joker. We loved him from that way before Joker uh, or The Dark Knight ever came out. And he's super fan. Like, he's funny as shit in the night. So he's, <laughs> he's like, great. A, he's like, uh, he's like, Heath Ledger's like announcer guy, and but he just picked him up on the side of the road. He was butt ass naked. He's like, I need some money. <laughs> and he's like, You can be my announcer. Well, he, he essentially talks himself into being his announcer. He was hilarious. Uh, yeah, so it's a fantastic movie. Go check it out. I think that's it for the Brothers Woods. We love you guys, and uh, we'll see you next week. All right, see you. See you. You know what I didn't like about Man of Steel? What? It was that scene where uh, his dad's like, don't save me. (laughs) His dad's like, in the the hurricane or whatever. And and he's like, no, no, saving me is not, don't save me. And Superman's like, okay, you're right. I I won't save you. I won't show my powers. Like, that's the most anti-Superman thing I've ever seen. Yeah, well, it's kind of messed up. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, yeah, well, it's kind of messed up because it's like even though you, even though you're not as fast as Flash, you're still fast enough for nobody to be able to see you because you could at least save your dad, put him behind a brick wall. Or but something. I, I think <laughs> even if they saw him, he would do it. Like I think it's a, it's a very Superman thing for him to to decide to do that. Yeah, it, I I think thematically, I remember someone talking about it. It makes sense thematically. The whole point is that he's he doesn't know if he wants to be that or do that, and he's questioning it because his dad's telling him not to, and then at the end he decides to do it or something. 
Yeah. But while I was watching it, while you watch it, you're just like, he just let his dad die. Exactly, that's true. And like, he likes his dad. It's not like exactly. he hated so his dad. It's not. It won't be a thing about him being a superhero. Now it's about saving the person you care about, right then. Exactly. Moment. Like, like nothing about being no Superman. It's like, do you want your? It's dad to live too personal life? for for him to do that. I think it. If they would have ended on that, where he saves his dad, and then that he made that personal decision, maybe it would have made a lot more sense. Or maybe that was like a cat or something, and he was like. It's just a cat, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I, know. I forgot his dad died. I think his dad died by heart attack or something like that. I thought he died in there. He, he was in, well, I can't remember well, what it was. About, it was like a tornado or something. Yeah, yeah. it was a weird tornado or well, something. Well, I'm talking about like comic book or oh, okay. Or like, I forgot his dad died, but I thought it was late something that was like out of his control, like a heart attack, because he, he actually can't stop that or something like that. But it's like, that's something he could have easily prevented. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Or you can have it like, I mean, this would be crazy, but you could have had it. Spider-Man style, where I mean, we all know the, the Spider-Man thing, where he like he lets the criminal go, he doesn't do the hero thing, and then because of that, his uncle dies. Yeah, he could have had a similar thing where Superman doesn't do the Superman thing, and then his dad dies as a result of it, and he goes, exactly. "Fuck this, 